0: Film Giesers Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. I'm Rob Roe and I'm, as always I'm here with Cheeto. Hello. And this week we're going to revisit one of our previous podcasts um, and we're going to discuss uh, some more film music which is a subject that we love mm. uh, because there's some, some amazing music out there yeah um, so I will start um, this piece of music is called uh, Blade Runner B- Blues by Vangelis it comes from obviously the film Blade Runner the 1982 film by Ridley Scott and it's not the main theme uh, this is the scene uh, where Deckard played by Harrison Ford he's drinking whiskey and then it cuts to Pris played by Daryl Hannah she's wandering the streets and then she's lying in wait for Jair Sebastian played by William Sanderson to come home from work.
1: That's a brilliant film, and it, yeah. it perfectly fits Blade Runner. Like, I've, I've, if you show someone that, they'll probably be yeah. like, Yeah, that's Blade Runner.
0: Yeah, um, and it is a bit bluesy, isn't it? And yeah, um, yeah I mean, Vangelis was known for their kind of elect, electro mm. sort of. Obviously, he shot the
1: famous yeah. Chats of Fire, yeah. didn't he? But no, brilliant film. Okay. Right, my first theme is Yoda and the Force, and this is actually from the 1980 space opera film The Empire Strikes Back, directed by Irwin Kirshner. It's composed by John Williams and it features most predominantly during the scene in which Yoda lifts up the X Wing, using the Force, to remove it from a lake Luke crashed in on Yoda's home planet of Dagobah. I remember, you know, we, cause we saw Empire and Simmers, and that was mm-hmm. a bit that game me proper chills, you know, but yeah. yeah, brilliant piece of music.
0: Yeah, it's the bit in the swamp and it works like, you know, Luke says, I can't believe it. And the other says, that's why you failed. Yeah. So, yeah, love that piece of music. So moving on, my next one is from uh, the 1996 Michael Bay film, The Rock. And this is called Hummel Gets the Rockets and it's by Hans Zimmer. Um, it's this is a bit at the start of the film when General Hummel, played by Ed Harris, and his men break into the um, armory and steal the rockets. But it is a recurring theme throughout the film, um, just different arrangements.
1: Again, another brilliant theme, perfectly fit for this type of film, isn't it? Yeah, very, very, yeah, very. Because
0: it obviously, it's you've got that kind of military feel yeah. to it as well, and you can
1: definitely,
0: um, yeah, it, definitely it,
1: associate with the rock. And you can also, it, it still does sound like a hands in, but doesn't it? Yeah, his yeah, music is so. Yeah. yeah. Right, my next is called "The Duel," and it's also from the 1980s space opera film *The Empire Strikes Back*, directed by Evan Kirshner It's composed by John Williams and it plays throughout the film, most famously when the crew are evading the Empire on Cloud City and at the window scene at the end. Psychotic, in
0: it. Yeah, it's just very dramatic as well. Mm. You know, uh, but it's similar to other music that he's done for Star Wars. Oh yeah, you, you, yeah. You definitely know it was a John Williams. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, like you say, you don't really. I don't think you really fully appreciate it until you actually hear it in the cinema. Yeah. I mean, it's like we went to see, like, you say, Empire last year, and we went to see Jars recently. See, so and you don't actually. Get the full effect of the music
1: because they've got the, they've got the best surround sound there is yeah. and yeah it it's almost like it the the music goes through you almost and yeah for your body but yeah no brilliant thing
0: okay. right good so my next one is from uh, the 1982 John Carpenter film The Thing. It's a piece of music called Humanity Part 2 by Ennio Morricone, which I was surprised. I I keep forgetting that he did the music for the thing. Yeah. Because he's most closely associated with Sergio Leone and and the Westerns. And John Carpenter always does his own music, Yeah, Usually, yeah. Um, This is the piece of music played over the opening credits.
1: Once again, they, these just I know composers. They they watch the film, don't they? And then they they make their music based on what they see. And in your you got it completely right. Yeah. And I think it just that thing captures the the crampedness and the the um, psychological mm. hell the the character go through.
0: The, the sort of the beats are like a heartbeat, yeah. and then you've got the kind of weird, strange, feel that science fiction, fiction. I feel film. that,
1: that um, you've got the heartbeat, but then the bit yeah. in the background is almost like. Um, someone's mind wandering or yeah. something, you know. But no, it's an absolutely brilliant thing. It yeah. fits it perfectly. Well, right, my next one is called "In the Jungle," and this is from the 1981 action adventure film Raiders of the Lost Ark, directed by Steven Spielberg. It's composed by John Williams, and it features right at the start during the iconic intro scene.
0: It's not that In the Jungle.
1: <laughs> Cut out. <Yeah. laughs>
0: no, I would leave that in. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Again, it just it, that is Indiana Jones, isn't it? You know, yeah, um, and it's John Williams. Yeah, it is
0: I mean, I know both of our lists feature John Williams quite heavily yeah. because well, he's
1: the goat, isn't he? He's done, yeah, he's, he's done such good movie. stuff. But that theme is rough, rugged, and it's no coincidence that there are characteristics yeah. of Indiana Jones. But no, it's perfect. It's mysterious. It's, it yeah, and yeah. it and it you no know, it it obviously it features the greatest reveal in movie history, in my mm. opinion, and it's helped by the theme. Yeah, so yeah
0: brilliant So he's won five Oscars. Yeah. I the like that. first one was actually for Fiddler on the Roof. Amazingly. That must have been like 60. Then 60. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now a Okay. So moving on, my next theme uh, is probably one that is is again very iconic. It's the James Bond theme uh, by Monty Norman, and this is the main signature theme music of the James Bond films, and has featured in every Eon-produced Bond film since Doctor No, released in 1962. The piece has been used as an accompanying fanfare to the gun barrel sequence in every Eon Bond film besides the 2006 reboot Casino Royale. Now, there's, there's a little bit of controversy about this. Um, Monty Norman actually scored uh, or wrote the music for Dr. No, mm. but um, John Barry, who rearranged the um, the theme for that film, claims that he wrote it. Mm. And actually, courts have ruled twice in Monty Norman's okay. favour. Because
1: I've, I've heard them both...
0: Yeah. Because, like you say, it's, it's the John Barry Orchestra who do play it, but it was actually not written by John Barry, right. apparently. But for every Bond movie which John Barry scored, I think he scored 11 of the Bond movies, he's orchestrated a slightly different version of the Bond theme, as can be heard during the Gun Barrel sequence. So... Even though this is the original, he he will have tailored it for each film that he's right. composed for, mm. for maybe a different actor or the actual um, location or whatever. So here it is. <laughs>
1: Again, it's so, I. You think of like iconic soundtracks, you know, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. I put that right up there. You know, yeah, everyone it's knows it, it's So synonymous, you know. I know
0: it's been um, it's been modernised for certain films, uh, you know, yeah. Mo- the modern Bond films, but that will always be an iconic piece of music. And, and
1: like you said, it's it's still even in the James Bond films now. It still features. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's so iconic. Right, my next is a nightmare on Elm Street. It's from the 1984 slasher film with the same name, directed by Wes Craven. It's composed by Charles Bernstein, and I did search up, he's no relation to Elmer Bernstein, I was quite sad. And it plays throughout the film, most notably at the start when Freddie is making his finger knives. and it does send chills up your spine mm. and it is once again it's, it's one of those themes where it's creepy, it's odd and once again these are characteristics yeah. of Freddie Freddy himself yeah. but yeah, very good iconic theme
0: Yeah, definitely Okay, uh, my next um, film or next theme is uh, from the 1968 film Planet of the Apes, the original directed by Franklin J. Schaffner and it's the opening theme by uh, Jerry Goldsmith, but it is, I think, used throughout the film mm. and the sequels as well um, in different uh, arrangements. Um, and this is um, one of, I think, a couple of Jerry Goldsmith um,
1: oh, I, I don't, yeah. themes I've, I've had.
0: Um, he's underrated. yes yeah. He's
1: definitely on my top ten, yeah. so... I don't know quite how to describe it it's, it's like
0: um... well it's um the opening <clears throat> sequence is obviously chan heston the other astronauts mm-hmm. in the spaceship they crash on plenty of the apes um obviously where the apes now uh the dominant species can talk they have society but it so it contrasts that kind of science fiction but also there's a primitive thing I'm going s- on as well
1: i was going to say that it is it is like um someone is going out searching for something yeah. isn't it you know and and obviously crashing into a a, a planet and not knowing where you are yeah. that's maybe could tie in with that you know but no that's a really good thing yeah but it's like this: the primitive like the
0: drums and some of yeah. the um the horn at the beginning as well um
1: some people may even associate with that with apes you know so yeah
0: possibly yeah
1: fits perfectly right my next theme is called training yeah. montage and this is from the 1985 sports drama film Rocky IV directed by Sylvester Stallone. It's composed by Vince DiCola, and it features during the training montage of the film in which we see Ivan Drago and Rocky train for their fight in much different circumstances. probably our favourite mm. Rocky film and I mean the soundtrack's legendary and that just adds to yeah. it but I, you go on any like um gym playlist or sports playlist it's always on there because it just gets, mm. gets you going doesn't it
0: because that's the <laughs> montage where Rocky's training kind of old school running up mountains lifting logs and, logs and, and, things. and dragos in the gym getting steroids mm. and all this kind of uh, very using uh, science to yeah, so muscle
1: but no it's absolutely brilliant yeah. theme and yeah it does really get you up for for something,
0: you know. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, My next one um, is another Star Wars, another Mm -hmm. John Williams, because a lot of my favourite music comes from Star Wars. This is from episode one, The Phantom Menace, the 1999 George Lucas film. And this is um, Duel of Fates. Um, And this appears near the end of the film where (laughs) Qui-Gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor, they fight Darth Maul, played by Ray Park and this this just gives me chills Mm. really does
1: The reason why we keep on, you know, a lot of our themes with John Williams, we keep calling him the guy, is because he is that, and that just proves that, you know. Yeah. That is, I'm, I've, I've seen so many fans and composers refer to that as the fight music. It just is. It just fits that film, yeah. and, and that's the one thing that with the prequels that they didn't they done right was mm-hmm. the new music, and that's evident here, obviously. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I love kind of that operatic. Yeah. You know, and Williams off, does use that a lot, yeah. doesn't he? Starts off with a choir singing a cappella with no music background and then the music actually kicks in after they
1: yeah. that's actually real language as well they use and that but it's just I don't know what goes to his head to be able to make these things yeah, over and over an again but it's amazing piece of music. Yeah, like I said, the ultimate fight music. Mm-hmm. Right. My next is called The Keeper of the Grail. This is from a nineteen eighty nine action adventure film Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, directed by Steven Spielberg. It's composed yet again by John Williams and it features during the scene in which Richard explains to Indy the whole law surrounding the Holy Grail and what one must have to do to have immortality. a brilliant piece of music and it just shows this is like once again it shows that John Williams is a goat because he can do Jewel of Fates then he can go to more basic and do yeah. that you know
0: yeah and it's it's it completely creates a different mood it's, yeah. it's not like an action you know chase kind of thing it's just a guy yeah. one guy
1: talking another guy yeah. explaining and at
0: the end it's, it's kind of almost him like yeah. in
1: when it and it, obviously it's very biblical isn't it yeah. crusade yeah. so it, it Fits it perfectly, but mm-hmm. yeah, another brilliant theme by John Williams.
0: Okay, so <laughs> my next is another John Williams <laughs> um, from E.T., the extraterrestrial 1982 Steven Spielberg film, and it's a track called Flying. And this is the scene in the film where Elliot, uh, played by Henry Thomas, he's got E.T. in the basket of his bike, they're being chased by the FBI, um, and the FBI uh, create a roadblock. Uh, where E.T. uses his powers to fly Elliot's bike over it and it's got the famous scene where they're silhouetted by the moon
1: again this is iconic that's that's all you can say about yeah. it yeah well
0: you've got the, sort of the start where it's you, you know it's a chase yeah and then you've got the sort of you can just tell what part of the movie yeah the silhouette kind of
1: wonder of the bike flying you know mm-hmm. the scene so it's yeah that's yeah, a brilliant cool. theme. and once again another John Williams so right my next theme is called the Batman theme and this is from the 1989 superhero film Batman Directed by Tim Burton, it's composed by Danny Elfman and it features throughout the film, most noticeably at the start. And I know, obviously, there's another newer, like, Batman series out with its own themes, but for me, this is, personally, like, this is Batman, and you can tell it's a Batman film as well, Mm -hmm. and it's very gothic, obviously, this original is very dark, very gothic, Um, it's all, you know, it's what Tim Burton was going for, and this theme just helps accentuate their points, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, Definitely.
1: Yeah, so when I, when
0: I think of Batman, that's the kind of theme that I obviously grew hmm. up with, so yeah, definitely. Right, moving on, my next uh, uh, theme is another Jerry Goldsmith one, and another Franklin J. Schaffner film, and it's the 1970 pattern. Um, and this is the main theme, but it's, it's also played throughout the film in different arrangements.
1: Thing and um, in a way, I could tell you could you could kind of tell that's a Jay Goldsmith mm. theme. Um, but I noticed there's a few things like the church organ in the background you can yeah. hear, but obviously it's it's very military esque. Yeah. You know, you can tell it's from a military film.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's all, it's been parodied. Um, I think it's been using The Simpsons okay, and yeah. Police Academy. So
1: that's when you know it's a, it's a good, good thing thing when it's it's often parodied. Yeah, might not brilliant thing. Right, my next theme is called It's Over, and this is from the 1991 science fiction action film Terminator 2 Judgment Day, directed by James Cameron. It is composed by Brad Fidel, and it features during the scene in which the T-800 sacrifices itself by submerging into molten metal. Obviously, it's a it's the it's a take on the original theme, um, yeah. but it's sort of slowed down. There's there's some um, beats put in, mm-hmm. and, and it makes it much more emotional, yeah. sad because it is a sad emotional scene, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a, it's a rearrangement of the, the original Terminator theme. Mm-hmm. Obviously, perhaps obviously they had more money to put into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, than the original. So,
1: I mean, yeah. Like I said, yeah. it's, it's very sad, emotional, but just fits it perfectly and it make it heightens the scene.
0: Yeah good one so the next one is uh, from the 1987 film predator directed by John McTiernan and this is the main theme by Alan Silvestri and again I think it features all the way through the film in different arrangements
1: I don't know if you agree with me, but once again, Alan Silvestri has to be top ten of all time, mm. you know. Um, and you can actually hear noises of the Predator in the, yeah. uh, behind it. But again, it, it reminds me a bit of the Planet
0: of the Apes. Yeah. If there's something it's very, very primitive about it. Oh, yeah. Ominous, obviously, as well.
1: And like, like with the primitive thing, it, yeah. you know, it, man has to go back to his primitive yeah. ways to defeat yeah. the Predator it and it fits it perfectly, doesn't it? Yeah, so. It does. You know, it's an absolutely brilliant theme, and it fits a science fiction action film, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, definitely. Right. My next is called "Dennis Steals the Embryo," and this is from the 1993 action adventure film Jurassic Park, directed by Steven Spielberg. It is composed by John Williams, and it features during the scene in which Dennis Nedry steals the dinosaur embryos and attempts to smuggle them off the island. Theme is very tense, tight, taut, and it—that's how the scene it's playing over is yeah. as well, isn't it? You know.
0: Well, you listen to that, and there, there's kind of an ominous note, so you, you know that that whatever the scene is, it's not a happy scene. No. Somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing.
1: I love the piano, and I also um, love the what, what, what is the wind instrument? Um, a, I'm not sure.
0: It's, it's brilliant um, though,
1: isn't it? And
0: it—that's it a dinosaur, isn't it? It, <laughs> it feels,
1: yeah, it feels once again like it's. It's from a, a, a totally different time, like yeah. Primitive, and exactly. when dinosaurs, that's maybe an instrument that like, was around when dinosaurs yeah. were around. So, brilliant theme, and once again, yeah, you just know it just complements the scene so well.
0: Right, cool. So, the next one is another Star Wars one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Star Wars Episode 4 New Hope, directed by George Lucas. Um, and I think this, this piece of music needs no introduction, really, but it's the Cantina Band so it's the scene where obi-wan for those who haven't seen star wars i'm sure there are people out there who haven't done it's a scene where obi-wan kenobi played by Alec guinness and luke skywalker played by mark hamill enter the canteen at Moss isley spaceport and there's a band playing <laughs>
1: just a fun theme it? and I think I reckon yeah. if you showed that to someone I, I doubt they'd actually say that's from Styles because yeah. I think people associate Styles with these big orchestral chorus mm. type yeah. th- those songs where this is just
0: I will apologise I was going <laughs> to edit that down it can't get me oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> to leave it you
1: know yeah can...
0: there is some of like really because you got this odd mixture you got like the steel drums in the background mm. and just like, it's this kind of jazzy music and it's just not like an alien yeah mixture of
1: but like once again it's it's I wouldn't necessarily think it was Star Wars maybe no. but no, no it's just it's it's a fun thing yeah. and everyone knows it. and obviously all my Lego Star Wars guys out there <laughs> know that when you're in the canteen and that plays and yeah. you jam out to that so my next theme is called short straw this is from a 1998 science fiction action film Armageddon directed by Michael Bay It's composed by Trevor Rabin and it features throughout, mainly the launch scene and the scene in which the crew picks a straw each to determine who stays behind to manually detonate the bomb. <laughs> it's t- it t- t- does, lie, it? Right. Yeah. It's, once again, it is. Almost, yeah. it, it is played throughout the film, but it's a different arrangement. But yeah, just that gives you fucking chills every single yeah. time you hear it, and you know it's from a big blockbuster, yeah. and you know there's a tense scene going on. When yeah.
0: I mean, there was there were a couple of um, a couple of from now again, and that I could have put on my list yeah. as well. Similar, like you say, similar, ar- similar arrangements of that that similar theme. Mm. Oh well, yeah,
1: it is. And, I mean, Trevor Rabin, not very well known, but he actually yeah. started out in the Manfred Man Band. Right. I think it's like the, the drum or something, yeah. but he's gone on to compose over 100 yeah. films, so fair enough to him. But it's a brilliant film, isn't it? It is, thing, yeah.
0: it? So. Okay, so my next one is probably, again, needs no introduction. Mm. It's another John Williams theme. <laughs> but this time it's from the 1978 Richard Donner film, Superman. Um, and, again, this, this does bring a tear to mm. your eye.
1: that's one of my favourite themes of all time. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's almost like you're flying in it like Superman, yeah. but also it it shouts out hope to me, which is which is the embodiment of Superman, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, he's all about hope. But you know, perfectly fits that film and perfectly fits the character of Superman. Yeah,
0: like well like with Star Wars, um Superman the character you need that big powerful Yeah full orchestra I think. That, that's, that's that, and it is it's often called the Superman match because it is like a match, it is, you yeah. know. Yeah, And
1: but yeah, like you said, you need a character as big, yeah, and strong as Superman. You need that, and I think um John Williams hit the nail on the yeah. head there, didn't he? So. And
0: it just proves that he, you know, he he just keeps on on. I mean, getting better. I yeah. think in, the, in a lot of the stuff he but does. This
1: was during a time where he was just getting asked to yeah. do movies all over the place, and he still come out with these. Well,
0: All within, what, teams. three years, he did jazz, Star Wars, Superman, yeah. just,
1: and, yeah. It's just, I don't know how he does it, but. Right, my next film is American Beauty. This is from the 1999 drama film of the same name, directed by Sam Mendes. It's composed by Thomas Newman, and it features throughout the film, most notably during the plastic bag scene. I showed that to anyone, you know, is once again? You'd notice a Thomas Newman one, wouldn't you? It's just oh. he has that style, and Very simple, isn't it? Just yeah, a piano and the then piano. Just a bit of, but yeah, once again, it, it, it I think it plays throughout the film, but most notably that like the bag scene, yeah. and yeah, it just heightens the scene. It's yeah. just a general beautiful song, in yeah. it? So, mm. yeah,
0: oh, moving on. Uh, my next one is another iconic theme that that probably most people will recognise Back to the Future 1985 directed by Robert Zemeckis this is the main theme by Alan Silvestri but again it's played throughout the whole um, I think all three of the films in different arrangements
1: Like you said before, it's just that's, that theme's almost common knowledge, isn't it? Everyone mm. knows that theme is iconic, and it's literally if you showed me that, if you were to show me that theme, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's yeah. that's it represents you going back in time." It's,
0: it's an epic piece of music, you know. It starts yeah. off slow, then it goes into that builds, builds into that. Um, yeah, it's almost that like race against time. Yeah, again,
1: that like you we've seen in other. It's like you're going on an adventure. Yeah, yet. definitely. Yeah, but no, brilliant and iconic. Right. My next theme is called Now We Are Free. Uh, This is from the 2000 epic historical action film, Gladiator, directed by Ridley Scott. It's composed by Hans Zimmer, and it features throughout the film, most notably the ending scene in which Maximus gets his revenge. Mentioned that is Lisa Gerard on the vocals, and she actually made up her own language. That's no, I thought it was like some ancient <laughs> yeah. Roman language, but it's just random gibberish, right. but it's just beautiful theme, isn't it? It
0: is, yeah, and I think it needs the vocals, doesn't it? Yeah, um, 100%, just definitely add the, it just adds a layer to later it, layer to it, yeah. I, think, I mean, the whole soundtrack of that film is, yeah, it's legendary, just, isn't
1: yeah. it? You know, and I think, um. Yeah, the film wouldn't be anywhere near as good if it wasn't without the music. That's the importance yeah. of the music as well. But I know, but beautiful theme, is it? And Yeah it is.
0: Okay, so my next film is um Great Escape, nineteen sixty three, directed by John Sturgis. And this is the main theme by Elmer Bernstein. Now for me it was a it was a, a toss up between this and the greatest uh, the Magnificent Seven Yeah. But they're was, both they're both by Elmer Bernstein. the Sturgis yeah. film with Elmer Bernstein. Yeah but I just yeah it's more iconic than it is I think so
1: iconic and Elmer Mm -hmm. Bernstein once again I I think we'd both agree probably on top 10 of all time yeah and you'd know it's a military film wouldn't you yeah it's like like
0: a march yeah yeah, theme to it but yeah instantly recognisable
1: just so iconic and I mean it's it's from the 60s and even as well known as ever nowadays so right my next theme is called just main title This is from the 2002 superhero film Spider-Man, directed by Sam Raimi, it's composed by Danny Elfman and it features throughout the film, most notably the opening credits. I can describe it is it's like you're swinging on a web, isn't it? Like, yeah. um, and I think like we said about Superman, where Spider-Man is such an iconic cat, such a big, huge character, you need that orchestral, big yeah. orchestral sound, don't you?
0: But again, it's it you you can tell that it's the same composer who composed
1: Batman. Oh yeah, Danny Elfman does have um, a, a and distinct obviously, style.
0: Probably most famous for the Simpsons yeah. theme as well. Yeah, so he has it's a very nice. distinct, yeah, like you say a very distinctive style to him.
1: But yeah, no, it's just and you know it's a Spider-Man film, yeah. don't you? But no, brilliant thing. Okay. So my next
0: one is yet another job. <laughs> um And this is from Jaws, uh, 1975 film directed by Steven Spielberg. Now this is actually um, called The Great Shark Chase and it appears kind of midway to or actually just over midway. And it's a scene where they're out on the orca, the barrels pop up in front of the, the orca and Hooper says, boys, oh boys, I think he's come back for his noon feeding. <laughs> uh, Quint tells Hooper to hook me up another barrel. He shoots a barrel into the shark, and then uh, they start to chase the shark.
1: it's that like classic Jaws style but also what it does its own thing yeah. and um, I mean me well,
0: and you, the that's the shark yeah. that's the shark being <clears throat> there and it builds to like a crescendo and then it switches to more of a jaunty theme yeah that's when they start to chase the shark and like the bit at the end as well it's almost it's its a chase but it's almost like a pirate theme as well Right? Well, yeah you
1: and um, I believe we would discuss this the other day part the first part of that theme I believe uh, John Williams took and used in Raiders as well. I think so, yeah. 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 But, um, I mean, we both had the pleasure to yeah. know, obviously see this in cinema yeah. and cinema in Jaws, and yeah, it just makes it a, a bit better, doesn't it? But, no, absolutely iconic theme, and it just is Jaws, and yeah, it? And it's John Williams' thing. Well, I just thing.
0: love the way he uses the, the actual Jaws theme as an under kind of tone, and then it builds to that crescendo,
1: then it switches. Like I said, it has its own little thing, doesn't it? It goes switches
0: on. to that little more John TK when they start to chase the shark. Yeah, yeah. and it's just, yeah. Absolutely brilliant
1: and iconic as well. Right, my next theme is called Molossus. It's from the 2005 superhero film Batman Begins, directed by Christopher Nolan. It's composed by Hans Zimmer and it features throughout the film, most notably during various fight scenes. Once again you know it's a hand zimmer film uh theme don't you and you know it's a Batman film. Yeah. Well. It fits perfectly for the film. And I mean, um there's actually bits in there that are in the other film's themes as well, so it just fits that, that whole trilogy perfectly, it's dark, it's mysterious.
0: It reminds me of the, mm. the general sort of beats. Mm. It's almost like wings. Yeah. Flapping. Yeah and you know like when you get I do don't—I forget what they call it now a group of bats you know when they start to swarm and and you can yeah just like I believe that flapping. is actually
1: where he got his inspiration from and obviously yeah uh, Batman being a bat and yeah you know, but
0: it just dead the depth of the yeah, the, the tempo is, is mm. very just reminds me of wings flapping mm. you know so um, yeah
1: and once again it's, it's another huge theme in which uh, it just sums up the character, you know, yeah. with a character like Batman, yeah. you've got to have that a big, like, um, orchestra, but you also, it's got to be dark as well, and Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what, um, that. Handsome achieves, so. Yeah,
0: cool, good, good choice. Mm. Okay, so, my next one is another John Williams one. <laughs> um, this is Raiders of the Lost Art, 1981, directed by Steven Spielberg, and this is called The Map Room, colon, Dawn um and this is the scene where indiana jones played by harrison ford is in the map room at tanis he's got the staff of Ra with a headpiece on it and he's put it in the the hole and the sun is slowly rising to shine through the crystal in the headpiece concentrating a beam of light onto the well of souls the resting place of the ark of the covenant
1: about you but every time I hear that it gives me fucking chills mate yeah
0: it's the the anticipation at the beginning mm. and then it's you can the, see it on Indy's face as and well it's it's just... the, the sun is just, just coming up to shine in the, the map room and then it's the build up to that and there's something like you say it's very biblical about it it's like you go back to like the old 50s films like the Ten Commandments mm. and the things that's the kind of music and with the choir as well it just mm. adds that element to yeah. it and like you say it just I guess that that ties, I think, maybe, with uh, my favourite piece of John Williams music, which is the mm. the Binary Sunset from yeah. from uh, oh, yeah. A New Hope.
1: This, Matt Boom is one of the best yeah. themes ever, and I think as well, it's 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 got um, obviously in the scene, Indy doesn't know what's going to happen, and I think the build up to it, and when it finally does yeah. happen, you uh, you can see the th- the on yeah. his face, and that's when it when it yeah. drops, you know. But yeah, obviously, uh, we, we, like we said the other day, we we both think this is one of the greatest movie themes of all time, mm. so. My penultimate theme is called the Immolation Scene. This is from the 2005 space opera Revenge of, of the Sith, directed by George Lucas. It is composed by John Williams and it features during the end scenes on Mustafar, most notably Obi-Wan's You Are the Chosen One speech. Once again we say about the prequels they don't miss on the music and I mean Revenge of the Sith is filled with some brilliant music but it just fits the scene perfectly because I don't know if you know the scene where obviously Obi cuts off mm-hmm. Anakin's legs and he's giving that speech yeah and you can almost hit the, the as he's singing it you can hear like the pain in his voice but the 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 actual theme almost accentuates that as well mm-hmm. you know yeah and you, it's almost like the theme's crying mm-hmm. as well you know but so this is like a haunting theme, isn't it? Because yeah, you know? obviously that's when Anakin's turned into Darth Vader. Yeah. And, but no, it's absolutely brilliant. And once again, it just shows that John Williams is the goat. So. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay, so my last one is uh, 1984, The Terminator, directed by James Cameron. And this uh, is this kind of all covered before in The uh, Terminator 2. but well, this is the main theme by Brad Fiedel, which again has been used in the sequel... Uh, different arrangements
1: Absolutely iconic, absolutely uh-huh. 80s as well, and yeah. it's very mechanical as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, the choice of electro music
0: mm-hmm. as well, uh, yeah. maybe maybe that was down to budget, or yeah. maybe that was there.
1: I'll tell you what, even with the limited budget, he yeah. made an absolute masterpiece of, yeah. of a theme, and like you said, it's it's been, that has been parried many times, everyone knows yeah. what it is, and it's been using all the sequels, um, but no, brilliant piece of music, yeah. and um, yeah, it's one of the most iconic pieces of music mm-hmm. ever made, so... Right, my last one is The Dark Knight. This is from the 2008 superhero film of the same name, directed by Christopher Nolan. It's composed by Hans Zimmer and it features throughout the film, most notably during the end scene. Say the same things about molossus that we did with this because, once again, they're all so similar. Um, this whole bit isn't actually ex- is an extended, the whole theme is an extended bit of molossus, and uh, Hanson just added layers on top of that. But once again, mine's just some flying, you know, it's the same uh, connotations to do with it. It's dark, it's mysterious, and it's a huge, fit for a blockbuster like the Dark Knight, yeah, and for the character of Batman, so yeah
0: definitely tell it's Hans Zimmer yeah as well. 100% he's definitely got a style it's the thing
1: with with John Williams and Hans Zimmer they're both two of the best of all time but they both have such distinct mm. styles that you know it's them but yeah. and I know I know it's been a bit of a John Williams and Hans Zimmer fest <laughs> but I just they are they the best yeah. in there, and you know that's the reason why we have all their themes on here but
0: yeah I mean, it's like we, were, we we're talking yesterday about um, you, you can go online and you can you can see some of these films without the soundtrack yeah and it's just sometimes that's like half the film is the actual soundtrack to
1: the and it just does make such a huge difference i mean i watched the title card and and the uh, intro scene to a new hope and without the music and i was i was bored i was <laughs> like what is this <laughs> yeah. you know and i think everyone else was when yeah. they were actually making it but then i believe the first time they showed it with John Williams music everyone started crying and stuff cause mm. it was just, music is just such a you yeah. can make it do that you know such an effective yeah. thing and once, like you said it, it can be half the film mm. Tom, Tom, so it's so important yeah. to have your music right
0: yeah I mean it's strange to think that they the sort of first kind of scarred films it took to like 1930s for them to
1: King watching. Kong wasn't it, it was
0: first. well I said King Kong but really, <laughs> there's a little bit of a uh, debate about that oh, whether yeah. it was the first one but it
1: took a long time for
0: them to I like say know. with silent films you know they, they would have people playing in the actual theatre just no the you know? like, yeah, and you that, know. that was mainly to cover up the sound of the projector which was actually in the in the cinema yeah. itself um, and then obviously when sound films came in they would use music mainly over sort of the opening titles and closing. but it would be classical music or existing music Yeah, and like you were saying it wasn't until maybe King Kong, or around that time, that actually somebody sat down and wrote an original, an original forward, yeah, yeah, an original uh, score for a film.
1: But yeah, no, they're so effective, yeah. and um, yeah, that's why they're one of our favourite things about movies, you know. But I've enjoyed this; it's been very yeah, good,
0: hasn't it? it has, yeah. So again, uh, that's quick one this this week. Well, um, I
1: believe we're doing outros next week, aren't we?
0: I think so. Yeah, that might change, <laughs> but yeah, I think we are. Um, so all that's left for me is to say thank you for joining us thank you uh, and we'll hope to see you again next week bye bye